Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. everybody welcome back to another episode of the real review my name is kevin and i'm john and we are the real movie guys welcome to real terror month a series where we discuss movies that will send chills down your spine on today's episode we will be taking a look at friday the 13th part three having revived from his wounds jason Voorhees takes refuge at a cabin near crystal lake as a group of co-eds arrive for their vacation jason continues his killing spree so john it's here Last movie, we uh, we saw Jason. You know, it wasn't quite the guy. You know, we we've come to know and love, uh, but now he has uh, donned the hockey mask, the legendary ho- hockey masker. Are you happy now? Did you get it? Did you get what you wanted finally? Finally, took yeah. him long enough. Took him long enough. Three three parts. <laughs> right, Later. three parts. So, this movie, I would argue, the first two are enjoyable. Right, this one we finally start to see like what's going to be the, the the future of Friday the 13th. So this institutes all the things that will be happening, like in the Friday the 13th franchise from type of characters, uh, events that happen overall. What did you think of this movie? I felt overall, it was kind of like almost the same thing again. It right. almost seemed like, like, yeah, it was a part three, but it almost seemed like you put part, part one, part right. two, on repeat and mm-hmm. this is the mo- again the movie again mm-hmm. it was almost like i mean there was some more i say there was more kills but overall it was pretty much just like the same thing i would say yeah i mean i would say but i think there's a, a lot of key differences that i kind of want to get into so the first thing i really want to talk about uh this jason finally is complete right this is the jason for the most part that we'll see throughout the rest of the series like this is if, if you were to think of Jason Voorhees, right, this is the version you would think of, more or less. Like, this is the, the looming monster. He's finally bigger. Like, Jason actually grew between part two to part three, apparently. Uh, <laughs> he got replaced, obviously, by another actor. Uh, but he gets, you know, the trademark hockey mask. He doesn't have it for a while, but it's about an hour into the film, he finally gets it. And we get that classic image, and it works for me right i mean regardless if there was a sequel or not that hockey mask is just it's it's creepy overall i feel like do you like the design of the hockey mask are you actually do you like that are you a fan of that's that what they chose yeah i like it a lot i think it's like a it's definitely a cool look it's menacing right it's for definitely a reason <laughs> it's definitely so much better like i feel like it's even more scary than what his face actually looks like right because i feel like it gives more like terror like well, I feel like there's I, a whole, like, psychology behind that thought. Uh, I remember reading somewhere, it was some kind of article where they were talking about, like, the psychology of, like, you know, like, seeing, like, movies like Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween, anything with, like, a masked killer. We're, we're more afraid about the unknown underneath than we are of the actual mask. There's something, like, alluring to that. In this case, the hockey mask just gives off this, like uneasy feeling at times especially when he's in the shadows i feel like uh when you can't see his eyes when you see his eyes it's kind of like it's a little goofy 
right in some ways when you when you see like his actual eyes through the mask but when you just see those like black soulless like shadows coming out from underneath that mask that thing is visually stunning i feel like. oh yeah definitely and it's just foreboding. Something about a hockey mask. It works. It works in, in all contexts. Uh, ironically, he gets it from the comedic relief character in this movie, who's not even that funny. But uh, do you know the name of that character? His name is Shelly. Shelly. Yeah. If, if people at home, again, another trivia, you want to test your friends, who does fr- Jason get his mask from? Shelly. <laughs> a goofy guy named Shelly. <laughs> it's such a weird piece of trivia and weird history in this Friday the 13th franchise. Well, he's also such a weird character, too. Like, that's what I've noticed about like these <laughs> movies too. Now they always have some random characters in it. Right. That like don't really like that. You can understand why they're in it, but they also don't make sense why they're in it. Like right. it's almost like, Hey, we need somebody from left field to be in this movie. Right. Well, it's interesting. Cause we, you know, I acknowledge Jason's evolving as the series goes on, uh, is the people around them kind of are kind of evolving into like worse stereotypes than they were originally. Uh, you know, you always had like the comic relief, but now you really have like a comic relief guy. You have the one like girl, like the uppity girl and the, the other people, everyone's just sex crazed. Right. At this point, <laughs> everyone just, just wants sex no matter what's going on. Even if there's a killer on the loose that they, they could care less at this point, e- everything's evolving and some of it's for the best and some of it, not so much. I feel like <laughs> it's also always funny how, there's almost in all these movies always someone mm-hmm. that gets mad and leaves the house and then goes swimming oh, always, or goes yeah. goes to the lake and you're just like <laughs> all right like right. obviously that person's going to die like mm-hmm. nobody ever goes to the lake and then comes back and like oh i'm good now <laughs> like right it's it's almost like you see it before it's coming mm-hmm. but like they make it almost more obvious like oh no right. yeah you're right I, that I, one's I, gone now i completely agree so couple other things so this movie i would argue even we've, we're finally getting clever kills would you agree we're actually getting like okay that was kind of cool like you know we're getting those the, the kills that aren't just like before we were getting used to just like we were, I, I was arguing even you mentioned a couple times too where we were just getting like quick cut against the throat you know um just un, unoriginal boring kills this movie definitely doesn't go in that direction i don't think with that uh there's a lot of really good kills in this movie no yeah and that's what i've been noticing too more as like this series goes on and all mm-hmm. these movies take place mm-hmm. they are getting more original and better with the kills right. per se and i feel like the kills are one of the things that they're stepping up their game with it's not just every single time it's a slit across the throat or like right the kills are becoming the throw or something yeah right? it's kills- always different <laughs> right i mean how creative are some of these we have the harpoon gun kill uh which is fantastic if you've never seen that uh the handstand kill which is just like <laughs> what the hell there's a random guy doing a handstand and he gets killed. <laughs> i don't want to go into too much detail because i don't know what we're going to nominate we do give our real kill award at the end of this episode so i don't want to get into I mean, too I, much spoilers i i will say that that guy yeah. definitely deserved it yeah that's um, the one thing about mm-hmm. this movie too that i feel weird about right because the whole time I don't care about any of these characters actually yeah. actually getting killed. Like if they if they had nobody left at the end, I'm like whatever. Like right. they no. kind of all deserve it in the end. Yeah, I don't really care about them. They're disposable fodder for Jason, and that's that's <laughs> part of the excitement to see. Now you're starting to understand the the creativity behind the. It's it's, it's kind of sick, but at the same time, you're looking forward to the next kill, right? You're, you're looking forward yeah. to see how 
how creative they're going to be with how, how he like gets rid of somebody. I mean, even in the one scene, he makes somebody head explode. He crushes a man's head. And his <laughs> eyeball pops out. Other positives. Um, this is the birth of a famous trope that's in Jason. Now, John, did you notice at the end, the, now we get to the final girl or at the end of the movie, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He starts a chase sequence where he chases uh-huh. her. Every movie going forward essentially is going to have this sequence now where Jason chases the final girl through like a maze of horrors where it kind of was in the other movies, but this is where it's like, I feel like it's more prominent and noticeable. Like they'll find all the bodies. We'll find everybody that's been killed. Like, Oh my God, they're dead. Oh my God, they're dead. And they'll go on a ridiculous chase. She'll try to fight him off. He'll knock past whatever his obstacle it is and you know it'll end with her like getting knocked down and he'll just be just about to attack her and then he gets like beat up at the end or he gets killed or well, killed killed is an arguable <laughs> word i guess for him but yeah this is the birth of the famous J- the jason chase yeah yeah and it's not well, even a chase this is the last time he runs too i'd like to talk we didn't get into the next movies yet but we actually do see jason he's still kind of mobile in this movie he's not He's not a complete walking zombie monster yet. That comes a little bit later on. Uh, I feel like he's still a little more human in this movie to an extent. Uh, but yeah, we actually do see him run. This is the last time. The, the future ones are really just him like walking really fast and I guess teleporting. <laughs> I don't know how he gets there so fast. It's still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think that's weird too. Like just Jason in general, like when he shows up and when mm-hmm. he doesn't show up and how it. They kind of go through, like, each time you almost kind of, like, can tell, like, okay, he's coming. But then they'll show you, like, little it's and beats of pieces of, like, okay, but how do you... They're kind of, like, testing you almost, like, now do you know how this kill is going to happen? Like, they kind of let you into, like, okay, kill is going to happen here. They give you a little hint, yeah. But then they're like, but do you know how it's going to happen? Like, try to, like, keep you on your toes. Mm Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Which I thought was good. No, I agree. But yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I always like the Jason chases. I look forward to those in these movies. I I think they're exciting. My problem, too, with like, like you're talking about the Jason chases, too. It's almost weird and how almost it seems like in every single one of these movies, Mm -hmm. they have a chance where they can kill Jason. Oh, yeah. But they never they never take it. Like, (laughs) it's almost like. Like, at times, they want to kill him. Like, they're like, right. all right, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then he's, like, laying on the ground or something. No, and they're just right. like, I'll just, I'm just going to get away now. Like, Right. And that's also something I did like, actually, in this movie. That goes to another positive where I did like the end of this movie a lot. I like the whole barns. You know, they have that whole sequence at the end in the barn. Uh, when Jason gets hung, I thought it was, like, crazy. I'm like, holy crap, and he's still alive. Like, that was pretty... That was pretty dark, especially for that time. I can't really think of them pulling something like that off. And then also we get the iconic scene where she puts the machete to his head. Uh, he gets the famous split in his hockey mask. And I just love that scene in general. Like she hits him in the head with the axe and then he just throws his hands forward. Like nothing happened. He's like, Grr. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's like, what is going to take to stop this guy? <laughs> and uh, she's thinking in her head, like, oh, crap. Yeah. I just shit myself. Like, <laughs> I said, this is my favorite Jason where he's he's almost Terminator mode. I think he's going to get there soon. But this is like this is finally like he's getting to that 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 monster that that you should fear and i really do like that um also this movie finally pulls the trigger i mean it's it's, again it's been in every single movie uh the whole sex kills trope 
uh, starts to really go into full swing in this movie more than even more so than the other ones. I think this one really just like, like you said, everybody wants to have sex in this movie and Jason just wants to kill everybody that wants to have sex. <laughs> the last thing I really do like is just the incontinuity. I love how part three picks up right after part two. So I feel like even though there's a discrepancy in the size of Jason and, you know, you can have whatever with that. Uh, I like how it just like picks up literally right after part two. Uh, I feel like we don't see that much in movies nowadays. You know, even even horror, whatever genre you really want to talk about. Whenever you have a sequel, it's always, you know, some times passed in between. Uh, very rarely do we get a sequel that just literally picks up right from where it left off. And these parts have been doing that pretty well, I have to admit. You know, even though it's a cheesy horror franchise i feel like they all feel like they're in the same universe together you know i never feel like i'm watching you know like i don't know even though they're different directors different writers i feel like they're all still connected like these parts you know stay true to their name part one part two part three like they're all connected i feel like yeah no i definitely agree and it's ironic because that makes jason like a dynamic character essentially right he's constantly evolving and changing as the series goes on and uh it's just interesting to see you know as, to see that we still want to follow this character through his evolution as he becomes a bigger and better serial killer seriously uh that being said there are some negatives um like you said there's a lot of fodder in this movie unnecessary fodder uh we have the couple in the beginning of the movie i didn't really care for that whole sequence like i know that, that seems to be a thing that happens a lot in friday the 13th there'll be like a couple quick kills to give you like a small small taste right of what's to come uh that's really what they are right they really serve no narrative purpose whatsoever uh there's the biker thugs in this movie who i thought were pretty ridiculous overall i didn't really care for that subplot i really just liked him focusing on the campers or the counselors or not even counselors actually they're teenagers they're just teenagers in this movie guys they're not counselors uh you just killing them seemed to make more sense but adding these other people kind of threw me off a little bit it's a good and bad thing i would argue because it's good because we're getting extra bodies to see some more clever kills it's bad though because narratively it's not serving a purpose and it's kind of making it feel just random which it does it feels completely random in this movie yeah well i think they were also trying to have like a a boss bitch character too like oh, yeah, that was another thing. she yeah. <laughs> she owned everything yeah. and then all of a sudden she comes across jason and she's like she's done so yeah and that, that goes into something else i want to talk about so part three also has the subtitle of a uh, part 3d um <laughs> it's it's annoying i hate it i hate it so much i hate 3d horror movies i don't like it you know i'm famous on this channel for something else we talked about i hated that was in 3d and apparently that's our most popular video for whatever reason now this this movie again i didn't we didn't watch this in 3d neither me or john watched it it is actually getting re-released which i might talk about later on this uh, channel with an unboxing for a new set that's coming out but um i didn't watch it in 3d uh, even if i did it's just cheap parlor trick 3d with things like whoa it's in your face i think there was like a yo-yo being thrown in your face up there was like a pole uh the one that, like you said with the one biker girl it stands out to me because it's so annoyingly stupid she has like the big um pitchfork is like sticking out into your face as they pan the camera uh i guess you could argue it's not super intrusive but the fact that it's there just annoys me so i, I put that immediately as a negative just because it's cheap and hokey looking i don't like it you know it's unnecessary right it just it, it takes you out of the the, the filmmaker style because you know they're just doing these 3d parlor tricks well that's always been my problem with 3d i feel mm -hmm. like a lot of the movies that they either release in 3d or put out in 3d right 
they never let the 3D serve its purpose. It's always kind of like they almost use the 3D as like, oh man, I have to put this in 3D now right. instead of like making a movie that in that will be helped by 3D. Yeah, and stuff. The horror horror is a strange genre that it's like very obsessed with 3D. There's a lot of like 3D horror movies. Maybe that's something we'll cover in the future. Just talking about 3D horror movies. There's a lot. Like when you really go through like the list, uh, old, like this was like the red and blue glasses 3D. This wasn't even the, oh. you know, the more modern 3D that we have now, which, you know, whatever. I don't want to sit there. I have to wear my own glasses. I don't want to wear another <laughs> pair of glasses on top of that. Well, Again, you, don't like 3D, the, you don't like to have two glasses? Come no, on. 3D doesn't interest me. Um, No, thank you. Another thing, I, there's there's a couple of things I'm getting annoyed at with the series. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you guys. The first thing, I'm getting sick of the dream endings. All right, every movie so far <laughs> we have like it's a dream or is it a dream? I I hate that. You know I I don't want that. I'm sick of it. I don't want it anymore. Uh, we need to really just move on from that trope because it's stupid and it's always the same thing, right? Essentially, it's the same. They get just get randomly attacked by somebody and then it, oh, it was a dream the whole time. Uh, and this one I think is even the worse offender with that in a way because it's Mrs. Voorhees, <laughs> the girl. Uh, you know the main. You know the last girl. She's in the, she's in the canoe and she gets attacked by Mrs. Voorhees, who's decapitated. <laughs> not even like a real, not even a character anywhere that would be able able to do that at this point. I just don't like, I mean, it was clever the first two times. I mean, the first time it was really good, right? The first time it was extremely clever and awesome. Second time, all right, you know, it's a little different. You're paying tribute to the the first one. I got you. No more. Stop doing it. Now it's almost like I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, like you're just sitting there going, okay, so when's this going to happen? Well, that's right. the other thing about, like, I feel about horror movies, too. Mm-hmm. Horror movies are so much more about, like, just waiting for things to happen mm-hmm. than for things actually happening. Like right. you're always waiting for like the next kill. You're always waiting for like the next jump scare or this or well, that. It's like the benefit to horror. I always feel like is the anticipation of what's going to happen next. You can't, in, in one respect, you, you can't wait for to see what the next kill is, but in the back of your mind, you're also like a little like, I don't want to see what the next kill is, because <laughs> I don't know what it's going to like. I don't want to get scared. Uh, it's that fear, anticipation of both, of fear and excitement. I think that combination works in slasher movies and makes them so endearing. I also feel like horror movies, like horror movies are actually perfect mm-hmm. for like a theater scenario. Oh, yeah. For the group. Because it's right. dark you're in a group mm-hmm. there's like especially when like you hear noises from like behind you right. it puts you more into that m- mode mm-hmm. like you could do it at your house and everything right but it, i feel like these are definitely movies that are best watched like when it's dark out when mm-hmm. it's like pitch black and you're sitting there right and you're into the movie because i feel like if your mind's not into these movies right then you're never gonna like be able to enjoy it you're just gonna be like oh okay i don't kind of understand that or something the last thing and we kind of briefly touched on this uh the cast is completely unlikable which is a good and bad thing uh i don't like any of these teenagers i don't care about them uh you know out of all the ones i think we've watched these are probably my mo- least liked out of all of them uh the only reason i really remember shelly's name Right, it's because he gave Jason, he got the mask. Jason got the mask from him, and he was so <laughs> annoying. Otherwise, um, they're all interchangeable. They're all forgettable. Uh, yeah, no, I really didn't care for anybody in this movie. You know, this is really, this is the movie. Like I said earlier, this is Jason coming into his own. This is what he's gonna be for the future. Uh, 
the movie makes it clear essentially too. Uh, all the time we spend with Jason is some of the most exciting scenes in the movie, especially the kills are just fantastic. Well, that seems to be like a theme too, with these movies. Like it seems like the people that they hire to be like these main, almost like these main guys are really just like background actors per se. Yeah. That's in a way. thing. Yeah. There's no one of any so kind it's of kinda like, <laughs> no. And even if they like, I'm not even just saying like big name people. Right. Right. They're, they're just, their characters don't come off well. Yeah. Their characters don't come off as like you want to relate to them in any way. It's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's funny because we've gotten a couple actors here and there. There's one, you know, we actually didn't even talk about yet, but there's a couple here and there that we get where you're like, okay, you know, they're kind of just like, like Kevin Bacon, you know, I think he was just a likable person, likable character. Uh, just the aura he gives off, regardless if he was famous or not, you kind of remember his character a little more. You know, but and like I said, well, going forward, they're really just all interchangeable and all forgettable. Which yeah, you know, definitely. if you just had one or two, maybe that I liked more, it wouldn't be so bad. But who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, we're at that point now where we're going to present our real kill award. Due to the nature of the season, myself and John will now select a recipient of the Real Kill Award, a special award given to the kill we think is the highlight of the film. John, who would you like to award? My Real Kill is kind of like almost in two parts. I enjoyed the scene where Jason got hung. that was like ironic and kind of iconic but i also liked when she smashed the axe in her in his head (laughs) two like to give you that i feel like that has so much to do with like so much in this movie. No, I, I can agree. Uh, I think or that's I so-called think, kill, I guess. Yeah, I think it's an excellently executed kill. To me, it's iconic, like we said earlier, just because we see the, the axe in his head. I just think that really is like one of the more iconic kills as far as that's concerned. I would like to award my real kill award to Vera getting shot in the head with a harpoon gun. This is kind of a special kill. I feel like this is the first time we see Jason in the hockey mask. I think it's creepy as hell. It's also kind of confusing, right? Because Vera's on the on the dock. She's looking for, I think, it's Shelly's wallet. Like he dropped his wallet, and she's like, "Oh, I feel bad for him." Because Shelly's been trying to like hook up with her the whole movie, so she gets his like wallet out of the water, and for some reason, she thinks Jason and Shelly are the same size and the same build, <laughs> which is really confusing. I mean, it might be dark, but okay sure but it's not that dark no but whatever at the same time though but you see jason like he lingers out into the dark the dock and he like turns his head slightly he's got like that creepy that creeper 
iconic like stance right it's just like a zombie zombified stance and she's like oh yeah you know come over here and then you know he just pulls out the harpoon gun out of nowhere and just shoots her right through the head and you see her (laughs) eyeball pops right out i was like again it's corny it's cheesy but i like it again it's like that's the first kill that we have is like jason as this new character which i I really do like yeah definitely Um, i feel like it's a great scene yeah, there's a lot of other good kills. Like I said, I didn't go into too many of them earlier because I wanted to save it really for the later part of this video. Uh, like I said, the handstand kill was definitely a consideration for me. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, the guy, the one guy's doing the handstand, and then Jason just like chops him in half while he's doing a handstand, <laughs> and then you see him later like in the ceiling, all folded <laughs> up and like. Oh yeah, oh. I love that part. Yeah, it's weird, and also and his, um, bl- his yeah. blood's dripping on her, and she's yeah, like, just "Gross!" Like I said, that what was the heck? Like, if it wasn't for the doc scene, you know, like I said, that 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 to me is just iconic for me. But that, that's up there. I can't really think of too many things that are much grosser than that scene. Uh, <laughs> also, I like the fire poker scene a lot. Uh, Jason like shoves a fire poker through. I think it's Chili. That's who he pokes her. He sticks her with the fire poker, and it's like burning, and it's on fire. It's sticking out the other end. Uh, like I said, th- these kills are getting a lot more creative and crazy, and we're going to see that you know, as the series goes on. We're going to get some crazy stuff going on. Uh, but I really appreciate that this movie took the effort to do that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we're at that point with the review where we're going to give our final scores. I'm going to give Friday the 13th, part three, a B minus. Again, we're getting an evolution of Jason. We're getting better kills. Unfortunately, though, with all the th- the positives that I'm getting from this movie, it's getting dragged down by maybe some of the series negatives that'll start to come more alive as the series goes on. Uh, the endings, I'm not really liking. The dream sequence endings are, are getting, getting old. Uh, the unlikable characters. Uh, I'm here for the kills. I'm here for the blood, which are all good and dandy, but I also need a little bit something else. So even though the series is arguably getting better, it's also maintaining some things I don't really like. Uh, John, where do you stand with this movie? I give this movie a C. I feel like it was... It's good, just like the rest of them. I feel like it's a little bit worse than the the other two. Okay, I can, but I feel I can like, see that. Yeah, I feel like the fact that the iconic Jason mask is in it, and they just right. have more iconic kills, kind of mm-hmm. keeps it at a C for me. You know? I was debating whether it's a C or a C plus. Right. But I was like, you know, there's so much things that like. I know. I feel like if I were took if I made a list, if I took out a list and I just made like all the positives and negatives, I feel like between the first one to this one, they would kind of just even themselves out. Right? <laughs> they would all I, be basically the same. Right. The, like if you like we were saying before too, like or our last episode, you put these movies together. Yeah. They're a pretty solid movie. Right. It's a long movie. Yeah. But a solid, solid movie. Yeah. <laughs> but separated, they're kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still think it's good. We're still going strong with Friday the 13th. Um, but hey, you know, thank you guys for checking this out. John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us on YouTube, the Real Movie Guys on YouTube. Like our channel, subscribe. Um, tell us in the comments what you thought about this movie and what are some of your all-time favorite kills in these movies. Oh, yeah, let us know what your favorite kills. Did we get it wrong? Did the wrong person win in this movie? Let us know. <laughs> And also, you can find us on Twitter at the Real Movie Guy. You can also find us located on many podcasting platforms, such as yes, for your listening pleasure. We are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and 
Pocket Casts. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places. If you already are right now, hey, we greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys. We should pop right up. Thank you all so much again for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. This guy over here, he's John. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. And don't worry, there are more scares to come as the Real Terror Month continues.